You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. So much to talk about on today's program. Of course, we'll have our uh, Hot 5 uh, app countdown this week. It's the Hot 5 Animoji apps, something that we all need to know about. Uh, we'll also be doing streaming this week on Netflix, Crave, and Amazon. We'll talk about all the hot uh, TV shows and movies coming down the pipe. And uh, we've got our regular segments as well, Facebook tips, iPhone tips, also uh fitness app and travel app of the week uh, as well. And uh, we've got a really cool uh, interview uh, with a uh, an app designer out of Brooklyn, uh, New York, that's making some really cool kids uh, apps uh, that uh, you have to stay tuned to, to hear all about. Before we get uh, to some of that, I want to talk about some of the uh, app news uh, this week. One of the big ones, uh, Graham, would have to be the uh, the BlackBerry Facebook lawsuit right now. Yeah, so this is kind of an interesting one. I mean, BlackBerry said a few years ago that they were going to take the time and effort to go through their patent portfolio and see where they could uh, essentially extract money out of other companies for using technologies that they've helped develop. This one's kind of, this one's, I think, a a challenging one. I mean, going after Facebook is a big and bold goal, and I think they're probably looking for a settlement at this point as opposed to an outright win, because the more you settle, the more companies you can go after and say, well, Facebook settled, you're up next. Yeah, they are going after the giants, and uh, this really revolves around the whole messaging uh, world. Facebook, uh, you know, over the uh, past few years has bought a few of the big players out there. WhatsApp uh, is owned by Facebook. They have over 1 billion users around the world. Uh, They also have Instagram. Um, Of course, Facebook has their own Facebook Messenger. And what BlackBerry is alleging is that uh, Facebook and its various entities have uh, used a number of uh, BlackBerry patents in their messaging services. Yeah. So, I mean, looking at this, being able to go back to your patent portfolio and finding something that potentially is valuable. I mean, that's kind of a great choice for BlackBerry at this point. Obviously, they've they've flipped away from uh, building their own hardware and they've got, uh, you know, Android now as their main software component. So being able to tap into this and find some money, I think, is not a bad choice for them. Well, it's interesting. Uh, one of the other things uh, that uh, they filed a lawsuit over is the integration of uh, messaging while doing electronic gaming, which could have major implications uh, for uh, you know, companies like uh, Microsoft with Xbox and Sony PlayStation. Exactly. So uh, we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, are kind of confused why they're doing this. Uh, it, for me, I was just wondering, why did it take so long for them to go after some of these uh, companies uh, when it comes to messaging? And again, you know, if you remember back in the day, BlackBerry, you know, one of the main selling points of their phones was the BlackBerry messaging service. Yeah, BBM was kind of an interesting thing. I mean, you know, we said right when this sort of all kicked off back in 2007 that the best thing that uh, research promotion could do was to integrate more people into that BlackBerry messaging service, bring it to Android, uh, bring it to iOS. They were so dedicated to their own platform that they really didn't want to share it. And unfortunately, that was sort of the downfall of it because it gave you know Facebook Messenger a chance to rise up, MSN Messenger, which has kind of fallen off a little bit in the, in the meantime, and um, iMessages. So you know all of the wonderful features that people loved about BlackBerry Messenger have been co-opted by other software programs. So I think research, uh, research well, I mean, BlackBerry at this point is looking at it saying, well, we came up with some of that stuff, so I think you guys owe us some money. Also in the news, Google brings Maps parking difficulty feature to Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. This uh, brings up the total to over 25 other international cities where the feature is now available. So essentially, if you're using Google Maps, you know, heading downtown or to any location, it'll give you a difficulty rating as to how difficult or easy it will be to find parking in that area. Which is always a challenge. I mean, personally, I find that when I'm heading to an area, that's one of the things that I think about, whether I'm going to take transit or whether I'm going to take my car. I tend to take transit most of the time. Uh, just because parking is such a pain in the neck. I got a parking ticket actually in Vancouver, parking in a lot that had no lines for not parking in the lines. 
that really, <laughs> that just got my goat. I actually ended up taking a picture of it and going, so which lines was I supposed to park in? The ones between the streets? Like, it was very, very frustrating. So having a parking difficulty meter would be great for me. Microsoft is killing, uh, killing its Outlook web app, uh, forcing users to download the iOS and Android apps. That's know. kind of frustrating. A little weird, eh? Yeah. That's, a, that's one of those things where, I mean, I've had the Outlook uh, app for my iPad. I've had it for my iPhone. But in the past, I was using, uh, they used to call it OWA, Outlook Web Access. Yeah. Uh, so are, are they killing it completely? Well, Microsoft explained it's decided to discontinue the, uh, uh, the apps as of April, removing uh, them from the Apple App Store and Google Play. Uh, so you'll have to download the specific ones uh, for uh, iPhones and Android. Huh. Okay. Well, that's fair, I guess. We'll see what happens uh, with that. Uh, also, uh, in app news, uh, Google Lens uh, is now rolling out to all Android users. Well, that's good. I mean, this is something. Ex- that's... Explain to listeners at Google Lens. So, Google Lens essentially uses the camera app on your uh, on your telephone, the the camera feature, to be able to look at things and use Google's uh, Google Photo algorithm to identify what they are. So, in some cases, it can identify what you're looking at. It can also identify things like um, you know uh, monuments. So, you you go somewhere. Let's say you're downtown Vancouver. Uh, you could identify City Hall. Uh, so this just by of, pointing your camera, just at by it. pointing your camera at it, so it can be a, a pretty handy feature of sort of figuring out what you, where you are, what you're looking at, maybe even the history of things if they have uh, Wikipedia entries and whatnot. So a very handy feature to have, um, and it's nice that it's being rolled out to uh, to everybody. Let's switch gears now and learn a little bit about our iPhones. iPhone tip of the week: unleash the power of your iOS device. What do we got, Graham? Well, this one's sort of an oldie but a goodie, but this is creating a custom iMessage reply for calls that you can't answer. I've actually had a number of calls come in this week while I've been on other calls, and being able to quickly reply to people uh, is a great way to uh, essentially let them know that you're going to get back to them or that something else is going on. So by default, you get three pre-written options. You got, sorry, I can't talk right now. I'm on my way, and can I call you later? Along with a button that lets you enter text right there and then. But if you have a message that you want to respond with more often, you can customize those prepared messages by going to Settings, Phone, and Respond with Text. Now, you can't have more than three of these, so if you're going to add a new one, you're going to have to take one of the old ones away. So tap the one that you're willing to lose, type in the new response, and you've got your new answer. This is a great way to keep in touch with personal replies without having to write a new one every time. So if you want to tell someone, can't talk right now, but I love you, that's one way to do that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of cool. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, it's really handy. Because uh, that happens a lot to me. And I, you know, I don't want to sit there and do a custom text and the other uh, responses are just kind of blah. Yeah. I think like a nice one, you know, is like, you've got to be kidding me. You've called five times in the last minute. Having one of those <laughs> is quite handy as well. I have that restraining order. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, uh, stop calling me. I'm uh, calling the police. <laughs> on, on the Android side, is it must have customization as well. There are, and actually there's a couple of ways to do that with Android as well. Um, and you can get custom reply apps that will actually do it automatically for you on Android. So a call comes in and you can have it send that right, right back out. Take, um, taking that to the next level. Yeah, well, I mean, and actually Do Not Disturb does that on iPhone as well with your text messages. You can have it reply automatically with a text message saying, I'm driving right now. Please, uh, I'll call can you. you customize that? You can't customize that one. That one's automatic. Okay, yeah. cool. When we come back from the break, we're going to find out uh, about some really cool uh, educational apps uh, for kids that are beautiful and fun for adults uh, as well from uh, this uh, great design studio out of Brooklyn, uh, New York. You're listening to The App Show with Mike and Graham. We will be back shortly after this. 
You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. Still lots more on this program. We are going to be hitting our Hot 5 app countdown this week. This week it's the Hot 5 Animoji apps. And uh, we'll also be getting, uh, of course, uh, a Facebook tip of the week and what's streaming on Netflix, Amazon, and Crave TV. Uh, love apps. Uh, I love educational apps for kids. And, uh, you know, there's so many out there. Which ones are good? Which ones aren't? Well, we've got uh, a great company that are making some cool ones uh, out of New York. On the line right now, we have uh, our guest from tinybop.com, Raul Gutierrez. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. So TinyBop, uh, very interesting uh, company. You guys are based out of Brooklyn? We are based in Brooklyn. Cool. You uh, are a studio that creates uh, educational uh, products and apps uh, for, uh, I guess, kids uh, at home and in the classroom. Tell us a little bit about your company. Sure. So we have a suite of 16 apps uh, that we create for kids. They're in two series. And um, I started the company uh, because I was frustrated with the apps that existed. I had two kids that were very interested in science. Um, the iPhone and iPad were their, was their favorite toy. Um, but very few of the apps that I was finding were as good as the best children's books or the best toys that I had when I was a kid. Um, and so really out of that frustration, um, we started to build the company. And the first series that we built is called the Explorers Library. Each of the apps in that series covers a STEM science uh, topic. And rather than being didactic, they're these open models of the thing they're covering. So our human body app is a little human body that kids can play with. They feed it food, food goes in one end, and poop comes out the other end. Uh, if they, uh, you know, if they feed it too much, it might throw up. Uh, if they make the, the legs run, you know, the heart beats. And the, the theory behind this is that the, 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 uh, the learning is embedded in the interaction. You know, we're not hitting a kid over a head and, and, and telling them, you know, that uh, there's, you know, when light comes into an eyeball, it gets flipped over, you know, and it forms an image and that gets sent to the brain. Instead, we, we turn on the camera and the device, and we just show them the, the image is flipped. You, you know, we never tell a kid that bones hold up the body, um, but when they're playing with our skeleton, if they pull out the bones, the whole body falls down. And so uh, it, it's proven to be a super effective way to get kids excited and interested in, in these subjects. Um, they're, the kids themselves are leading the exploration, and the best part of it for me is that, that at the end of this, what you end up with is a conversation with your kids. Our goal is not so much to answer questions, but to spark them in children. And we've found it's an amazingly powerful tool. Um, our other series is called Digital Toys. And each of the apps in that series is basically a construction kit. So we tend to not, you know, my personal preference is for toys that, that aren't prescriptive, that don't have a, a single endpoint. So, you know, a modern Lego set is basically a disassembled toy. Kids follow the directions and they end up with, you know, the thing that they built. Um, the Legos I grew up with were square blocks. And you would sit there and maybe you'd build a zoo or maybe you'd build a house or maybe, you'd, you know, uh, design your own creation. 
those are the kind of tools that, that I like to give kids and that, that we think are important. And so with digital toys, uh, we just give a context in a bunch of parts. So in the, the first half of that series, uh, the Robot Factory, which was Apple's iPad app of the year a few years ago, um, it's a robot factory. Kids have a bunch of robot parts. And when you put them together, they work in the way that you would expect. So if you have spider legs, it works. You know, they walk like a spider. And if you have humanoid legs, they walk like a human. Um, and the important thing is that you can make mistakes. You can put things together that, that don't work. Um, and kids often like to make things that are kind of testing the limits, things that will not work on purpose. What happens when you put, you know, 50 spider legs on something? Um, and in, in, in that process of construction, what happens is that, that uh, kids are learning to be scientists by doing science, by making, you know, each, they, have a, they might have a theory and then they'll test it out and it'll either work or it won't work. Um, and so that's, that's, that's the, the, that's all of our apps are founded in that, that, you know, that, uh, it's not exactly a pedagogy, but that way of thinking. We're talking with Raul Gutierrez from Tiny Bop, tinybop.com, a studio based out of Brooklyn that makes some really fantastic uh, apps uh, for kids and I guess the young at heart. Uh, Something that really impressed me with these apps is, I I know you say they're for kids, but they're a lot of fun and they are, the the illustrations are beautiful. Tell us uh, about the different artists that you work with. Sure. So from the beginning, um, my background is that I've always been somewhere at the intersection of technology and design. When I went to college, I was an electrical engineer, but I graduated with a degree in art history. And that tension or that intersection has been something that has defined my work throughout my life. So when we started this company, uh, I've collected children's books since I was a kid. I love illustration. And my goal was to create children's apps that are as beautifully illustrated as the best children's books um, and to be able to bring those illustrations to life. So with each of our apps, we've, we've tended to work with artists that are outside the company. They're people that we found. And, you know, we, we, we try to evoke the past, but then also modernize things. So, for example, again, going back to that first app, The Human Body, we looked at wall charts. We looked at uh, human body games. We looked at old books from the 50s and 60s. We looked at that illustration style, and we found artists that were uh, that could kind of work in that style. But then, you know, we made the food look a little like an emoji. And so it's 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 a it's a way of creating something that is familiar and appealing to parents, uh, and we hope uh, appealing and and interesting for kids too. But it's also in a language the kids understand. It doesn't feel like something old-fashioned. We're not trying to be a book. Uh, we're trying to be something new and, and different, but using a lot of the things that have always worked in, in, in children's literature and children's toys and, and children's media. Again, we're talking with uh, Raul Gutierrez from tinybop.com. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, any big plans for the future? Sure. So we, our apps are very popular in schools. Teachers love the apps. Uh, the 
the science apps for obvious reasons. They, it gets kids excited about science. With the uh, with the digital toys apps, the teachers use them in all sorts of surprising ways. Like uh, they use them often for things like poetry prompts or writing prompts. As a a child creates a robot, and then they might write a story about what what that robot was. Um, so we we saw a lot of opportunity in schools, and we want to give teachers um, a more more ideas about lesson plans and, and that sort of thing. So now we have uh, a new product called Tiny Bob Schools that's being sold directly to schools that encapsulates everything that we do, uh, but it's all on the web rather than being on a mobile device because many, many schools are still using the web as their primary way to, uh, to access content. So that's, that's been our big uh, project lately. Again, thanks for joining us, Rule. Thank you very much. That was Ruel Gutierrez uh, from Tiny Bop. You can find out more information about uh, the great kids apps at tinybop.com or in the uh, Apple App Store. Also available on the Google Play Store for Android tablets and smartphones. Still lots more to talk about here on the App Show today. When we come back from the break, the top five countdown this week, top five animal or animoji apps uh, out there. We're seeing uh, more and more of these uh, Crazy apps are a lot of fun. And, of course, we'll uh, also be talking about what's streaming this week uh, on places like Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, and Crave TV as well. Lots of uh, cool uh, new TV shows, movies, and uh, even documentaries. You're listening to The App Show with Mike Agarbo and Graham Williams. We will be back after this break. You are back with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio with Graham Williams. Before we get to our Hot 5 this week, which is the Hot 5 Animojis, and these are fun apps, believe me. Uh, let's get a, a Facebook tip of the week. Graham, what do you got? So our Facebook tip of the week is very handy if you want to know if you are logged in somewhere else on your Facebook account. So this can happen if somebody's logged in without your permission, which you should have two-factor authentication turned on to stop. Or if you may have left yourself logged in somewhere at, like, for example, an Apple store, which is a terrible idea. Or so- at CKNW, <laughs> where other bad hosts then go onto my Facebook account and send... Crazy messages. Okay, so here's how we're going to solve this one for you, Mike. Uh, first of all, you're going to go to your settings page, and you're going to go under the security section. You'll see a link that says where you're logged in. Uh, here you'll find all of your active Facebook logins from desktop and mobile, and it will usually provide data on the location, the browser, and the device. So, for example, if you use Android and you see an iPhone logged in, well, you might have a bit of a problem. So if something seems fishy, you'll have the ability to end activity from that individual uh, login or from all devices. So you can log yourself out everywhere. So that comes in very handy if you logged in on a friend's computer, a public laptop, or somewhere else. So that is this week's Facebook tip of the week. Figure out if you are logged in somewhere and log out. I love that because this happens to me all the time, so I'm going to be using that. <laughs> it's a handy let's, one. Let's see what's happening uh, on our countdown this week. The weekly app, Hot 5. This week, it's the Hot 5 emoji apps, and emoji apps. Uh, and basically, these are little emoticons that, uh, or apps that can make emoticons that are animated. Are you excited, Graham? I'm incredibly excited. I love Animoji. <laughs> I have a great time with these. Have you used Animoji much? Uh, I've used a few different ones. Uh, let's start with number five. I have used this one, and I'm telling you, if you have a pet, a cat, a dog, uh, and you take pictures of them, uh, this is the app for you. It's called My Talking Pet. And you can use this app to take any photo of your pet and turn it into an animated video. So what you do is you launch the app and essentially upload one of your photos, say of your dog, uh, and as best if it's kind of looking, you know, face on. Uh, and then you map out where the, the dog's chin, eyes, mouth, and ears are on the photo. And then you can record something with your voice, like, I love chewing bones. And 
it will actually spit out this video and it looks like your dog is talking. Well, I, I take your a, voice. I take a lot of pictures of my cat so I can basically see a lot of my bandwidth now at this point is going to be spent turning my cat into an animated character. I'm into it. Okay. So again, if you've got a pet, this thing is hilarious. Believe me. Uh, we're talking about the Hot 5 Animoji apps this week. Number four, we're looking at Haha Emoji. So instead of using your face to animate emojis, Haha Emoji uses emoji to animate your face. Well, that's kind of cool. So and basically, what, what do you do here? Well, you basically uh, capture or upload uh, your picture, and then you can scroll through a list of different uh, emojis. So there's like sunglasses and, you know, like the happy blushing face, the laughing crying emoji. Uh, of course, the poop emoji uh, as well. And uh, then you can basically uh, use your, your face uh, ex- expressions to animate that. It's kind of like a, you know, uh, a cheaper version of the iPhone X okay. and so, emoji. Haha emoji. Yeah. yeah, you know, we're seeing a lot of that now, you know, even with the Samsung Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus, they've got that built in too. So this uh, type of app helps you get that same type of feature. Okay, very cool. Number three on the Hot 5 countdown this week, Dubface. So this is where you will open an app, take a selfie, align the given points for your chin, your eyes, your mouth. This is starting to sound very familiar, isn't it? And uh, basically at that point, you pick a character and you can become a, a mermaid, a wrestler, a scientist. So this is, uh, it's got a bit more of a 2D feel to it than, uh, than for, for example, uh, Animoji. But uh, it will let you uh, bring that character to life. That's, that's so definitely. you put your face on a mermaid. Yes. Or a scientist. Indeed. Or a scientist mermaid. <laughs> Again, this Hot 5 countdown this week is for people with a lot of time on their hands. Uh, number two, Emoji Me Face Maker. Uh, and this one, you take a selfie to use as a reference point and then uh, match your physical traits the best you can. Uh, the app uh, generates over 30 free stickers featuring your emojified face to send to your pals. You can also make uh, sticker GIFs. Well, that's just great because, I mean, everybody loves a good sticker GIF, so, yeah. A sticker GIF. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about our Hot 5 countdown this week. This week, it's the top five Animoji apps. These are becoming really popular, especially with uh, the iPhone X out and the Samsung S9 and 9 Plus. That's just been released uh, as well. And uh, this last one, Mug Life, the 3D face animator. I didn't choose the Mug Life. The Mug Life chose me. So essentially, you can experience the magic of 3D animation. So you're going to make a stunning 3D character from any photo. So this sounds a little bit uh, like My Talking Pet, where essentially you can take the photo, map things out, and you can create living memes. So you can add some text to there. Uh, You can share your creations as videos, as GIFs, as avatars. So you can use them uh, as your Facebook profile photo. So uh, a very cool way of basically animating a character with your face from any photograph. Very neat. Again, that was the Hot 5 Animoji apps this week. i got to be honest. I know number five was the Talking Pet one. That would have been my number one. I think it's probably my number one as well. Let's flip that list around. We gave you number one first. Did we? We okay. did. I think we did. <laughs> that's, that's what we're going to say. i got to say that's my favorite app this week, My Talking Pet. I've sent out so many uh, little videos of uh, my dog talking. I think people are sick of it, but it's kind of hilarious because you can actually uh, adjust the voice. So you, you record your voice and you can adjust it to be like a high-pitched voice uh, as well. Which I think is perfect for a dog. Well, especially I got a little chihuahua. <laughs> and so, yes, it's kind of dead on. When we come back from the break, we still have some more apps uh, to talk about. We will uh, be doing Graham's game app of the week and also travel app of the week. So stay tuned. This is Mike Agarbo and Graham Williams for the app show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Who will be back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. Before we get to what's streaming this week on Netflix, Amazon, and Crave TV, 
Graham, you've got a fitness app for us. Yes, I do. This week's fitness app is for iOS. It's called Zova, and this won an Apple Design Award. Now, Zova focuses on one thing, fitting the shortest, most achievable exercises into every week. And it does it really well because it houses a smart personal trainer named Zara uh, into your app. And she coaches you through and walks you through all the stuff like walks, runs, and other workouts without pushing you so hard that you die. So this app kicks things off by asking you about your Apple health data, and it will connect directly to C. Siri, so that it can send you notifications and get you moving. It's got a free seven-day trial, but needs a subscription after that. So if you're looking for a smart coach for life, you might want to give uh, Zova a try. Thanks, Graham. Streaming this week. This week, uh, we're going to be talking about what's uh, happening as far as shows and movies on some of the streaming services. Uh, that would include Netflix, uh, Amazon, and Prime. Uh, we'll start uh, off uh, with Netflix and Troy, the Odyssey. You bring the destruction of Troy, you can go home to Ithaca with your family in peace. What if we were to give them a trophy they could not resist? This is an interesting movie uh, on Netflix. Uh, it uh, talks about uh, conquering the city of Troy and uh, all the perils that uh, the men face after that from beyond their natural realm. So things like gods and gods and monsters. Uh, it looks like a fun movie. I'm not saying this is like Schindler's List <laughs> going to win any <laughs> Academy Awards. I, I looked at one of the uh, reviews on uh, Rotten uh, Tomatoes, and uh, uh, this was from Megan O'Keefe. Uh, she said, have you ever thought that the Odyssey might be better if Tommy Wiseau and not Homer wrote it? That's the sort of vibe you'll get from Troy the Odyssey on Netflix. Okay, so pop some popcorn and hope for the best. Got it. Pretty much. Also on Netflix uh, this week, uh, a little bit older. This one's from 2012. What to expect when you're expecting? I just wanted the glow. The one that they promised you on the cover of those magazines. Well, I'm calling it. Pregnancy sucks. Making a human being is really hard. I have no control over my body or my emotions. Scare bear, I'm sorry. All I want to do is punch you in the face. <laughs> this is an all-star cast. Uh, you know, I got uh, okay reviews, but you know, I, I found it a lot of fun. Uh, Cameron Diaz, Jennifer Lopez, Elizabeth Banks, Dennis Quaid, Chris Rock. Uh, the list goes on and on. I wonder what the expense was for this. That sounds like a lot of very expensive people. Yes, but anyway, uh, again, it was it was kind of a fun movie. Uh, this one's uh, a good one. Uh, came out in 2016. Leonardo DiCaprio documentary, Before the Flood, about climate change. We've known about this for decades, for over half a century. Try to have a conversation with anyone about climate change. People just tune out. Climate change. Climate change. Climate change. And the, and the problem seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. The truth is, the more I've learned about this issue and everything that contributes to the problem, the more I realize how much I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's an uplifting documentary, <laughs> but uh, it's actually quite interesting. Uh, you know, if you want to find out more about uh, climate uh, change, definitely one to check it out. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, no, but I have seen a lot of the stuff uh, that Leonardo DiCaprio has done and has been uh, talking about in this space. And uh, it's interesting. He's got a, a very large home, but it's powered almost entirely by renewable energy. So kind of a, a very cool thing where he's sort of, he's walking the talk. Next up on uh, Netflix uh, this week, Benji. You never know when you'll find someone who will change your life. 
I just didn't expect he'd be this furry. Oh, Benji. Benji's back on Netflix uh, this week. Do you remember Benji movies? I don't think I ever watched a Benji movie. No? No. Oh, I love that little dog. Well, he's back. If you remember Benji uh, as a kid, this is a great uh, movie to get uh, your uh, kids uh, into that uh, whole Benji world. Okay. If you love little dogs. Uh, I like this next one. Uh, Again, this is on Netflix streaming this week. The Hitman's Bodyguard uh, with Samuel Jackson and our favorite Canadian, Ryan Reynolds. I'm a triple-A rated executive protection agent. And you're the most wanted hitman in the world. My job is to keep you out of harm's way. Uh, again, you know, it, uh, a bit of an action movie. Uh, I love Ryan Reynolds and I love Samuel Jackson. They kind of play the same type of characters they, they usually do, but it was a fun movie overall. I haven't seen this yet, but I've been meaning to. So this one's on my Netflix playlist for the week. Uh, up next here on Netflix, uh, this, uh, oh, not Netflix, sorry. We're jumping over to Amazon prime now on streaming this week. Uh, we look at uh, crooked house, uh, with, uh, Another all-star cast, uh, Christina Hendricks from Mad Men, Gillian Anderson uh, from X-Files fame, and Glenn Close. I believe the killer may still be in the house. Are you Sophia's sleuth? That's the idea. We're a very odd family. They bring out all the evil. What are murderers like? You and me, everyone. Kind of a, a period piece, uh, and again uh, on Amazon this week called Crooked House. And uh, if you love uh, Christina Hendricks, Julian Anderson, or Glenn Close, definitely want to check out. The next one, uh, LOL or LOL, depending on uh, how you pronounce it. Every year it's weird going back to school. But here we are just going with the flow. Trying to love and laugh out loud. <laughs> Which is nice, because my name is Lola, but... Everyone calls me Lowell. So uh, kind of more of a, a teen romance movie with Miley Cyrus. This one's uh, back a, a few years, I think uh, 2012. Uh, so if you're into Miley Cyrus and bad acting, <laughs> it's it's good. But uh, I know a lot of uh, teens and tweens uh, will, will like this one. Okay. Well, that's definitely not me. No? <laughs> uh Interesting documentary uh, here on uh, Amazon uh, again, Beyond the Opposite Sex. I don't know what it's like to go through what you went through. No, you don't. I don't like the word transsexual because they're tagging sexuality on the end of who we are. Transitioning is what we do. It's not what we are. I transition from a male body to who I am today. So this is a documentary about uh, two people that uh, underwent uh, gender uh, affirmation uh, surgeries. Uh, I think they did something back 13 years ago. So this is uh, 13 years later and how their lives are are going now. And sorry, this isn't on Amazon. This is Crave TV. Uh, That looks fascinating. I actually do want to give this a watch. Another documentary on Crave TV. This is uh, an HBO documentary, Cries from Syria. Syria is a very ancient and beautiful country. It's called the cradle of civilization. But we have been living under dictatorship for 40 years. But we were so optimistic that the revolution will sooner or later start in Syria. 
This is a, an eye-opening uh, documentary. We hear so much about Syria in the news and the ongoing uh, struggle uh, and civil war that is uh, happening over there. Literally drawn in uh, so many other countries, including the U.S. and uh, Russia. And uh, I don't know if there's any end in sight anytime soon, but it gives you kind of more of the background of uh, what is happening there and the struggles that uh, the people that are living there continue to go through. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, the, the Syria conflict is something that I think we all should know more about. So this is definitely worth a watch. That's all for streaming uh, this week. When we come back here on the app show, it's travel app of the week. We'll be back after this. You are back with the app show, Mike and Graham here. A little bit of time left before we get to the travel app uh, of the week. What do you got for game app of the week, Graham? So the game app of the week is actually one of Nintendo's offerings. Nintendo obviously famously getting into the iOS and Android space with uh, Super Mario Run and uh, this game, which is called Fire Emblem Heroes from their Fire Emblem series. So this recently won the DICE Award for Mobile Game of the Year. It just had a first anniversary, so you know it's been around for a while, and it's free to play. Uh, So in addition to these wonderful awards, uh, it actually is a great strategy game right at the core. Um, This is a game where essentially you uh, grow your characters, you get characters uh, to to play with, and it's almost like an RPG where you're leveling them up as you put them through combat. Um, It's got a ton of characters to choose from, a ton of characters to acquire. Um, and it's great for longtime fans, but it's extremely accessible for new people in sort of this bite-sized free taste of what the uh, series has to offer. It is free to play, and you can play for free all the time. There's no subscriptions. Uh, there are in-app purchases, so if you want to accelerate the pace at which you can play, you can do that as well. And uh, it's available, again, for iOS and for Android. Let's uh, hit our travel app of the week, and this one is really cool, Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the in-flight maps that yes. you have on the seat backs? Yep. Do they look like they're from like the 90s? Pretty much. And yeah. you, you tap on it and it takes about five minutes to load. And yeah. Yeah. And you can barely tell, okay, I think that's a province or state there. Well, this app works in conjunction with uh, in flight Wi Fi. A lot of planes, you can uh, get Wi Fi access. Usually it costs you anywhere from uh, five to $20, depending how long your flight is. So in flight two actually works in conjunction with the Wi Fi. So it kind of knows where you are and it gives you detailed maps. Of, uh, of your flight. So you can get a street view. So you can actually see uh, like a, a city map, for example, of you know where you're flying over. You can get a topographical map. You can get a live weather radar map. The maps are fantastic on here, Graham. It's, uh, it's, it's simply cool. And uh, they've also built in a, a new feature in flight chat. So if other users on the plane have this app, and again, it's available for iPhones and Android phones, you can chat with them. And even the flight crew, even though I'd hope they'd be flying the plane, and not have time to chat. <laughs> I'm actually just taking a look at this. I'm going to download this, download this right now. It's beautiful. It is. Like, this is everything that I've dreamed that these in-flight maps would have, you know, that are on the seatback TVs. It's on your phone. So, again, it's called In-Flight 2 and available on the Apple App Store and Google Play. That's all the time we have left for the app show. This is Mike Agarbo and Graham Williams signing off. We'll see you again next week.